Hey, my name is Dr. TK, and on this podcast show, we will uncover abundant tools to help you become the CEO of your business and life. I am a mom and wife who took the knowledge as a clinical psychologist working for a government agency and being a professor for over 18 years into building a multi six-figure mental health business and a seven-figure coaching business. Now listen, I will keep it all the way real. I will share my top secrets. This includes the good, the bad, and the ugly of what it takes to reach ultimate abundance. I believe that you can make an abundant living and become unapologetically successful, going after big business and lifestyle goals while also having fun and making a significant impact in your community and your home. So strap on your seatbelt and watch me challenge you to rise up to the person that you were meant to become. This is the Intentionally Abundant Podcast. Hey, grateful morning. I am recording this episode at 8, 11 a.m. on a Sunday, and it is called CEO Confessions because I literally just came home from the gym, okay? So this is a different type of podcast episode. Um, if you have tapped into my Instagram in the highlights, there is a section called CEO Confessions. I did it while leaving the gym one day, and I'm going to use this podcast episode to dive deeper into what actually happened and what prompted me to actually share it on Instagram and now over here on the podcast. And so I did my regular like gym routine, wasn't really feeling it because it was cold. So I ended up driving um, to the front of my community to like the community gym because I didn't want to walk in the rain. And I did probably a 45 minute workout that included like arms back and then walking on the treadmill. Usually while I'm working out, I tend to not, at least in the last like year or two, I don't listen to a lot of music, but instead I'll use that time to listen to personal development, specifically around growing my mindset, growing wealth, but I don't listen to things in which I need to take a lot of notes like formulas and things like that. Um, Now I do take notes though. So I use the voice recorder or I'll use the voice where on the iPhone, it types it out for you. So I was listening to the developer of ClickFunnels. I think his name is Russell Bronson. And I was listening to a few of his YouTube videos. And the reason why I chose him was because I woke up, I did something that I'm not going to encourage people to do, but I didn't want to get out of bed. It was cold. And so I just like start scrolling on my phone, but I don't do that very long because I realized that it's pretty much a waste of my time. It's not getting me anything. Right. So I tend to run across, uh, scroll across, you know, certain things that I may like, and then that ends up leading me to YouTube or somebody's podcast. So I looked at his podcast, but I said, you know what? I really want to watch some videos. So I watched one video while laying in the bed and the video actually prompted me to get out of bed and go work out, even though I didn't want to, but I know I needed to move my body because I know how my energy gets after I move my body in the morning. So some of the themes that I heard while listening to a variety of probably like five to six videos is, do you have one thing that leads you to a million dollars? And so he was sharing a story about how his mentors earlier in his career, which he now has a multi, like a billion dollar business, but he was sharing how his mentor had said, don't add streams of income, even though other people will promote it until you have that one thing that can get you to a $1 million. And I tend to always think about my clients, even though I'm consuming personal development for myself. And so that's when I start to talk text things into my phone, like, okay, maybe this can be useful on my podcast when I do a coaching call, but on the coaching call, clearly I can go more deeper with the people that are on the call. 
So I asked myself, how can that be relatable, for example, to my students who are building a private practice? Because serving one-to-one clients will not get you to a million dollars, but it can get you to a hundred thousand dollars. Of course, understanding your numbers, understanding your worth. So then I started to realize as I was listening to these podcast episodes or the videos, I started to play what's called the what if game for my products or services. So themes that started coming up as related to this game. And the reason I call it a game is because I allowed myself to just free flow, not brainstorm, not problem solve, just take the downloads that were coming to me as I was working out and document them. So I was playing the what if game, like what if I did this? What if I did that? And pretty much I was scripting out loud. So the themes included, but weren't limited to content creation. Like what if I went YouTube live on this topic? What if I created a private link on this topic? What if I went live on Zoom? What if I went live on Instagram and talked about this? I also was playing the what if game related to product launches? What if I launch the program in this way? What if I launch this program a certain amount of times per year? What if I change my mind related to certain products or services in terms of when and how many times I launched it? And also I start saying out loud, what were my fears behind changing my mind in the public's eye? If you're not familiar with the way that I get down in my business, I am a very some people say overly transparent person. And the reason I do it honestly is because I know that I'm not the only business owner that has a lot of ideas. I also know that I'm not the only business owner that changes their mind frequently. And sometimes you do it in silence and then you may run into a brick wall. Like, well, since I don't know how to make a decision, I'm just not going to do anything at all. I tend to do the opposite toward the latter part of my description. So what I will do is I'll have ideas. I'll sit on it, not for too long. And then I will usually survey my audience. I'll throw an idea out to my audience. And so most recently I've been getting a lot of DMS, honestly, over the last like six plus months, ever since we honestly closed the ECM doors, because people know that in order to come to a live event, you either got to come to the conference and or you got to be a part of ECM because I did tell my community last year that I was retiring. It doesn't mean that they're never going to come back, but that I was retiring the VIP experience, which is a a sneak peek into the mastermind that teaches therapists how to mastermind and then how to launch streams of income. And the reason I retired them was because we had as a team a difficult time finding venues that would be open to us having live events the way that we want to have live events, meaning they told us something like you would only have 60 days to basically secure the spot, which meant that if we decided to have something in April, we wouldn't be able to book the spot until February. And I'm like, well, that's not enough time for people to me to plan out their life, get a plane ticket. I mean, could it happen? Yes. Do I go to events within less than 30 days when I see it online? Yes. But I know also my clientele, they have a therapy practice, they have families, they teach, they have jobs, they do other things. And I just at least want people to have like minimum 90 days up to six months to prepare for this event. And I also know that my clientele, sometimes they aren't able to pay for things in full because they're just starting different levels of their business, right? So I had all of these thoughts and sometimes I will poll my audience and it doesn't mean when I poll my audience that I'm gonna proceed with a product or service. And I'm just letting you know that if you ever wondered like, 
Well, what happened to the event that you talked about, for example, on one Zoom call about potentially having it in New York? Well, what happened with the Vegas extra mastermind that you polled us with? And the fact of the matter is, and I can do a whole nother podcast episode on it, is that I don't count seats based on who says they want to come. I count seats when people pay for what they want to come to and what they want to invest in. And I find that a whole lot of people will show up to a Zoom call or participate in text, email, or any type of polling on social media. But when it comes down to fill out a form, when it comes down to pretty much put a deposit down to secure your spot so that I can know you're serious so that my team can utilize our time efficiently and effectively to go book out a spot. I know that if you took your time filling out a form and you put a deposit down, you're actually serious. So for those of you who are wondering, well, what happens to all of these events? I don't like to put my time and money on the line for people who have a desire to participate, but they ain't for real. You get me? And so I just wanted to like put that in here because I know that a lot of people like have inboxed me like, hey, what happened? But then when I look at the form, I'm like, you didn't even fill out the free form. That was like five minutes. So why would I believe that you're going to come? You know? So beyond that, I also looked at the following question. All roads lead to what? Like a blank. So for example, I know that a lot of our bigger promotions throughout the year lead to our private practice program. We launch other things like CE workshops, a few or one live event a year. But at the end of the day, majority of mental health professionals that I come across are either starting or want to grow their private practice and or they want to take the skill set that they utilize in their private practice to then expand into streams of income. So I always like to look at my branding ascension model the same way. Like where do clinicians um, stem from that are ready for streams of income? And then where do most clinicians come from that ultimately end up going through like my product suite? And I would say that about 75% of individuals who come to our live events, participate in masterminds, go to conferences, show up for CE workshops, and that end up going through the processes of our mastermind, they come from DTA, our private practice program. And that's something that you want to know if you have streams of income, where are your clients come from? So after I kind of received those downloads, these are some additional things that started to come up. Bottom line is, it's not a secret, I love live events. And so I started to think out loud, this is where the brainstorming came in. Well, how much would an event cost, even though I know this, but I was at the gym kind of just processing it based off of new day and age, inflation and all those things, right? How much would it cost to have the Vegas event again? Because it depends on what time of year would determine even how much that room is, um, how much it may cost for us to go out to eat, um, how much does it cost for supplies, How much does it cost if I have a guest speaker? How much does it cost for me to get my team members room? Um, You know, we have to calculate all of these things plus gas plus flights because I drive because we have supplies and we usually take my son and I just like to have a car when I'm out there versus my team member and a guest speaker needs to fly. So these are all things that I've talked about in a previous episode related to um, live events. And so I said, okay, I need to like work out these numbers. So I end up talk texting those things out. Then I asked myself, how much would it cost to have it in New York? Now, New York, there's pros to New York, but then there, I don't want to call them cons, but it's setbacks versus Vegas, right? So the event itself 
may cost the same amount. However, the benefit of having it in Vegas is that at least my room is in the conference room suite. I just have to get an additional room for my team and maybe a guest speaker, right? I can also drive, which means I only have to worry about gas. Now, when we go to New York, I need to get the space, but it holds triple the amount of people. Hell, I can have an event there up to 250 people if I really wanted to, which costs more. But I also have to take into account how I like to fly. That's a five-hour flight. I'm not about to sacrifice the way I like to fly for a live event. So I have to buy a plane ticket, but not just for me, for all the people who are attending in terms of my team. We also need to get an extra hotel room and staying in New York ain't a joke. So it's almost like I can say I want to have eight people and it'll cost me less to get there, but I can also serve more people if I had it in New York, but it's going to cost me more money to get there. So that's why I typically will say they cost around the same amount because I can serve more people in New York. So it'll basically like balance itself out, but I can't take my word for it. I need to write these numbers down and then I have to fill those seats. So then I started to think to myself, well, if I had more live events, would people come, whether that happens now or in the future, there's no date on this, right? And the biggest question is, what can I help them with? So all of these things started to come up without prompts while I was working out. And I started to get visual pictures as I'm listening to this personal development about patterns. And one of the patterns was all roads lead to or from the academy, So what if, yes, I still have live events and I talk to my general email list and the general public about these live events, but what if I double down on people who went through DTA because they've already invested in wanting to have a profitable solo practice and a lot of them have expressed a desire to potentially come to a live mastermind or be part of our mastermind program, but They don't know how to make additional money. They don't know where to start, similar to how they started with private practice. So what if I just doubled down with them while inviting other people, but doing more extra stuff and helping them understand why they need to show up to like this YouTube live, you know, because it's going to help them see how if they've already invested in growing their solo practice, they're a lot closer to scaling their business and someone who has not invested at all. And all they want to do is listen to free stuff online, right? So I thought about how can I help therapists understand investing in themselves with grace? How can I help them understand their business numbers better? And that led me to the content creation brainstorming that I talked about earlier as it related to downloads. Like how can I show up more online? Because I really love YouTube live and then convert those audios into a podcast episode. But how can I take that information and make it live online where I'm kind of double dipping, creating content, creating value for my audience, getting more eyeballs on what I do and how I serve mental health professionals, while also giving them a way to interact with me via YouTube Live and upload it to my podcast. So I also thought about how can I reach those who can't come live But some people just want to have some form of interaction with me, specifically related to boot camps that I do in which I remove the content um, during certain times of the year related to usually when we're enrolling into the academy, right? Meaning I'll go live, but then I'll tell them, hey, these lives will be available until this particular day. For example, we just removed all of the boot camp videos. And we took a while. We left them up for a while because people were still watching them. But as the numbers started to die down in terms of views, because people didn't know that they existed, 
what I end up doing is just unlisting them and making them private only to myself, where people, even if you have the link, you can't see them anymore because those are related to our bootcamp. But what if people wanted information like that throughout the year? So I'm not going to tell you what my thoughts were in terms of brainstorming, but those were things that were going through my mind, right? So my brain clearly was going at a thousand. I end up leaving one of my friends, Dr. Roche of Voxer. It was actually over 15 minutes. I think I said 15 minutes, but it was probably like 18 where I did like a two-part Voxer and then I hyped her up and told her based off of what she shared with me in terms of her goals and her vision and her business. I was like, girl, what if you did this? What if you did this? Like, And it wasn't to give her more ideas. It was more to how can we focus more? How can we double down in one area more and then see results in seven, 14, 30 days versus 90 days, right? But I've learned over time that when I talk out my thoughts, I love Voxer because I can go back and replay them just like a podcast episode. And when I hear how my brain formulates information, it helps me tap into a, a series of emotions that then can do one or two things. It can either overwhelm me and then I say, oh, that sounds great, but not right now. Or dang, that one part, I was really onto something. And that's the piece of the whole 18 minute boxer that I should actually go back. And now I'm gonna sit in silence with. So I ain't gonna lie. When I was talking out loud, certain parts that I was uh, sharing with her, I was, um, scaring myself because it was a lot bigger in terms of the impact that I want to make that I've ever thought. And I've thought it before, but I think my thoughts were formulating more clearly. And I scared myself because it included things that I will probably never say out loud, like nothing bad. It was very, very good. It's kind of like when you can never fathom that you can make a million dollars, when you can never fathom in school that you would make over $100,000 because most therapists are just striving for 10K months, which is yeah, 120,000. But for some therapists, it's like the max that their money thermometer can allow them to think about. So I started saying things that sounded like my $10 million um, a year mentors. And I was like, oh my, oh my gosh, but what does that mean? That just means that my mind is expanding. And so what I wanna share with you today as I talk about this CEO confession is that slowly, But surely I will start releasing more and more of my thoughts and ideas as confessions of a CEO. And it'll probably be a theme like next to it in terms of like CEO confessions, colon, and then whatever the theme is, right? And what I'm also going to start doing, you know, align with my energy is when I have these downloads, I want to start summarizing some of them and then I'll expand on more of them on the podcast actually on Instagram. So if you head over to Instagram right now at Dr. TK Psych, spell out Dr. TK Psych, you will see the download that I said today. And so I'm going to pull up my Instagram right now. So the first one said, um, workout downloads, scaling your business is not just about skills. It's about showing up as a CEO and building a team to scale your time. If you can't earn $1 million from one product or service, don't add another stream of income, make that one product a viable product, meaning people will buy it. Then it was like a three-parter. As a CEO, the one thing you can do when you start your business is document the process, hence what I'm doing right now, but I've been doing it on my podcast, especially the areas that need improvement. Share it with others. You never know who's watching or reading your content or learning from what you show, okay? And then the third one just said, I sent a 15-minute boxer to my friend. Why? I do better when I talk things out or share it with someone else. It helps me see how my brain formulates information. Sitting in silence actually does nothing for me specifically related to ideas. It actually creates more anxiety. 
Downloads usually come to me in the morning while working out. However, I don't implement all of the ideas. That's when, remember I said, I go into silent time when I realize what is the one or two things that I should sit with for a while. So I said, however, I don't implement all the ideas, but this might be your problem. Hence, you have all of these ideas. You want to implement all of them. And in the personal development community, we always say like confused minds don't buy. So I'm going to leave you with this. If you are exposed to too many people that talk about the same thing versus choosing the one person that you want to go all in on for like a week or a month or a year in terms of consuming their content because your goal and your vision for where you're going in your business and your life aligns with how they show up, then you should really consume as much information from that one person at a time. So what does that look like? During certain seasons when I had particular coaches, especially in the beginning, I only had that coach. It wasn't until the last two years that I had multiple coaches. So when I say coaches, I mean, I'm in a committed relationship in a program for like six months to a year, like a mastermind, right? Coaching courses are a little bit different. So while I was in a mastermind learning how to grow my business and market, there was something in particular that wasn't available at the time when I joined this mastermind or a program for 10 months that I needed in terms of how to develop and create an online course. So I went and took an online course to help me build out my first online course for $2,000. But that I didn't allow what I learned from that course to impede on what this other person was teaching me because they were teaching me two different sets of things. One person was really focused on manifestation, mindset, daily routines, and then how that was going to help you show up and market in your business. The other person was showing me the logistical steps of how to launch my very first online course. It wasn't until the last two years since 2021 that I had been in an overlap of two different masterminds. But again, I chose to be in those two masterminds because it was two different sets of information. A lot of people don't have the capacity to learn from more than one person at a time. So like if you enrolled in Dope Therapist Academy, your goal should be to get a profitable private practice, get your goal revenue, and hit that goal revenue for a minimum six months in a row before you start entertaining other ideas. And I would say going back to what I said at the beginning of this episode, really hyper-focus on getting to full-time private practice six figures in 12 months, a rolling 12 months, right? So if you started in February, measure it to next February. Don't keep trying to entertain multiple streams of income. So let me just give this disclaimer. If you're interested in coming to a live event with me, you can come to the live event to scale your private practice. You don't have to scale it into a group practice. You can scale it into how can I add income and revenue to my private practice by taking who I serve in my private practice, creating maybe email lists and giving downloads because that will help people see what I do, increasing brand awareness. And then they can spread the word, send more people to my downloadable email list or whatever, my newsletter. And then hopefully that will generate more clients for my private practice. Maybe that will help me create a group where I can then serve one to many. Bottom line is all of this money is still going into your private practice, even though technically It may serve as a stream of income, but I want you to think about it very simple. Is it serving the same client avatar? Because if that's the case, by all means, build the stream. But what I'm asking you to do is not go out and do those things 
until you can meet your revenue goal on a monthly basis for six months consecutively, consistently. And if you can't, please press the brakes on whatever streams of income ideas you have and whatever streams of income ideas you've already implemented. It is okay to sometimes slow down, pause, fix your systems, make your money consistent, grow that part of your business, and then add the stream of income on the back end, right? So I really hope that you've enjoyed this podcast episode. If you ever want to participate in anything that I have going on live, just make sure that you go to drtk.com forward slash links, go to the show notes and you can click on there. It's the back page that I host on Instagram from my website. And we update every single thing we're doing at the time of this recording. Um, it's at the end of February. So we are actually going to host a March Madness per se, abundant streams of income boot camp for four days. And that's where I'm going to really go over the technicalities that people overlook, specifically providers when wanting to add a stream of income, but then launching the stream of income, they wonder why they're not making sales. They wonder why they're not reaching the masses. And it's primarily because they either are missing or they built a faulty operating system as it related to streams of income because they think it's the same um, operating system as their uh, solo practice, okay? So it is completely free. It is for four days. Check it out. It will be on replay for a while, but I can't guarantee how long it'll be on YouTube. Um, and we may also upload it to the podcast because we know that some people prefer audio when they're driving or working out. But I would highly encourage you though to watch the video because I'm going to be putting things on a screen and you will not have access to any slides or anything. Um, we'll give you a worksheet to implement, but you will not have access to the slides, okay? Um, so if you have any questions, just DM me on Instagram, but I hope to interact with you on the live stream. And we'll also be doing some activity on Instagram to say like, you know, what was your biggest takeaway from Streams of Income Bootcamp number one, just to make it fun and interactive. And also you can start connecting with other like-minded people who are working on the same streams of income that you want to work on. Okay. Um, lastly, if you are new to this podcast, I want to say welcome. I'm so grateful for you. There's plenty of free content in here for you to consume, whether it's personal development, all things abundant related to lifestyle, family, and of course, business and share this podcast with one or two mental health providers that you know, I will greatly appreciate it. Um, have a great day. See you in the next episode. Bye. Listen, I am over here dancing. You just finished another epic episode of the Intentionally Abundant Podcast. Now, I know that flew by way too fast. So if you want more resources, head over to drtk.com forward slash link for additional abundant resources. Now, until the next episode, live intentionally abundant.